0: Hey everybody, it's Isabel. Welcome to another episode of the Good Morning, Good Night podcast. I'm so excited because this week I have Ren on. He is the creator of the show Bit Wars. And if you want to find out a little bit more about that project, you can check it out at Bit Wars official on Instagram and make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on any future episodes and check out the podcast Instagram at Good Morning Good Night Podcast. With all of that being said, I just have to say before I dive into things, Ren is so inspiring. Talking to him, it just makes you feel so motivated and creative and just ready to tackle your day. So I hope you guys can take a lot out of our conversation, and I'll let you guys listen in now.
1: Hi, nice to meet you.
0: Nice to meet you too. What do you go by? Do you just go by Ren?
1: Yeah, most of the time, everybody, my name, my name is Renato, like, you know, I would Colombian Renato, Colombian, so I'm Colombian Peruvian, but mostly moving here and mostly just like my allies is everybody started calling me Ren, going to art school and, and, uh, you know, starting an industry. Everybody just started going by Ren and I was like, okay, I guess, I guess that's what it's going to be.
0: Yeah, so um, I know you're doing the Bit Wars project and I just wanted to chat a little bit uh, with you about that and maybe some of the other future projects you have planned if you don't mind. Yeah,
1: of course. Uh, ooh, where would I even start? Like, what would what you want to know? Like, BitWars has been, I guess, a little thing about BitWars before we get into it. It's mm-hmm. been in production for about a year. So it's a COVID production. It started right a little bit before COVID. And then COVID hit, and we're like, oh, shoot, like, what are we going to do? Um, but it was an idea born in college. Like, it was just a simple assignment. It was, to, it was a character designing um, class uh mm-hmm. at Cal State Long Beach uh that's where uh, I'm and i there and it was just a simple character design uh assignment and I was like come up with your own characters uh in your own world and and move on from there so I kind of just I love video games I grew up with video games
0: yeah <laughs> so
1: I just kind of just grabbed simple things out of like with a nat type you know like little things like that a and I type in a playstation which transfers data in order for you to play online I kind of grabbed that name and just made one character named Nat and basically Nat transferred Data. So I grabbed that name and just named the other one Data. So um, Nat and Data are the two main characters in Bitwars. And I just kind of rolled with it. And then I graduated, right? And I started doing um, a little bit of storyboarding storyboarding for uh, different projects uh, in the animation industry. And I kind of just stayed in the back burner until a little bit before 2020 started. I kind of just like on my own time, sat down and started writing more uh, now that I have the experience, you know, what goes behind the pipeline and and what really is expected of a show. So I kind of started script writing and I reached out a buddy of mine who is his name is Robert he's a script writer. So we kind of sat together and we just met at coffee shops after work late at night um, and just stayed there and kept writing. And uh, fortunately enough, I was at Warner Brothers and Stuart Allen Burtman, he's the voice for, um, you know he's done the voice for many characters in the yeah. animation industry. So he's done. He's mostly known for Robin, uh, but he's done yeah. like Gravity Falls and he, so. I just in college when I, I was I was used to be an Uber driver, so it was just funny how I met him. I picked him up and um, oh. it, it was just like a ten minute conversation that that really sparked the connection. Like, I was like, "Hey, where are you going?" He's like, "Oh, Warner Brothers." I'm like, "Oh, cool." You know, like I'm I'm doing an interesting thing there there so. And he was like, Oh, that's badass. He's like, I'm a I'm a voice actor there. So it was in 10 minutes. It was literally 10 minutes because it was like two blocks from Warner Brothers. And I was, he was like, So you like you like character designing? I'm like, yeah, I love it. And it's like, it's what I love to do. And it's I love storytelling. And he's like, Oh, me too. I have a project on my own. Um, we we'll would love to get your feedback on some visuals. And I'm like, Yeah, here, here's my Instagram. And then we just like grew, you know, that friendship grew there. That that connection was there. So I believe 2019 end 2019 of 2019, Rob and I, you know, got together, we're writing the script and we have the final first teaser, which was a 10 minute short episode. And we're like, I know someone, if I'm going to go and approach someone, it will be a voice actor, you know, especially someone from the animation industry, like who can critique us better than a voice actor themselves. So yeah, we, we went to him and, and he loved the project and he jumped on board. He was like, I'm down to jump on board. So it was us three. And then, of course, you know, March 2020, the world goes, turns like yeah, it goes <laughs> crazy. So we're like, I was stuck in a position where work was slowing down because nobody in the animation industry was really known. like no one knew what was going on. Right. So,
0: yeah,
1: so it was just that moment, a window. It was the window of me not doing anything that I was like, this is the time where I can take advantage of this because I feel like there's nowhere else in life that I would have 24 hours to myself locked in a room uh, and not take advantage of it. So really I sat down and just designed these characters, brought them back to live. And and luckily you the perks of going to art school, you know, you know, art friends. So storyboard, yeah. I hit up my friends and close friends and we jumped. So it was a team of four and we made the animatic happen and uh, it just grew. It's it, something that just boomed out of nowhere. I think what helped was, you know, I think the line's, the stars aligned. Um, no one was doing anything. Uh, a friend of mine from Instagram, his name is Art Dweeb. Uh, he's a storyboard artist. I hit him up and he just jumped on board. So it was just six of us just working on this. And George Floyd happened, right? Um, the whole like, movement of George Floyd and then the animation industry, uh, Rise Up Animation was born from that. So everybody was trying to give a hand and help each other out. And I think we were in, we got caught in a way that not only am I, you know, we are people of color, um, but also the animation industry is now trying to help people of color get out there and, and get noticed and also represent themselves and write stories. Um, so Rise Up Animation was born of that uh, with Trent, Bobby and Corey. And I just jumped on board and I was like, I need a mentor. Like I need someone to come and look at what we've done so far a director or or executive producer any of them yeah so I jumped on that and luckily I met um Deborah Arroyo from Cartoon Network and you know and it was like things just happened like she looked at it and she loved it um she's like you know what just pitch this like just do it
0: like there's yeah she's
1: like I will I don't know what else to tell you um about the project and,
0: I feel and, like the art style is very unique, um, but it's also, it's it kind of gives that, it's something that I could see on Cartoon Network, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah and...
0: Is it going to be, like, inclusive age ranges, or is it going to be, like, mostly an adult show or teen? It's, What's your it's cart-
1: mostly, I like to say it's from, nine, from like, 7 to 100, because, like, everybody, I love watching cartoons, you know? Um, yeah. I have and we're all still doing it but it's mostly just focus if i would put it on the age range would be seven to twelve right um uh, usually what cartoon network nickelodeon disney reaches towards to um the general audience um but yeah it was just deborah came in along and she helped us out and we pitched like we pitched it to her as a practice pitch and it just grew up heather horn from crunchyroll came along she was an executive producer um, she still lives at Crunchyroll and we're like I am a big anime I grew up with anime so worse was very animeist. and to have someone from like, Crunchyroll and come up in their life I know people you know um, <laughs> you need to pitch this to them and we it was you know, Gotham group came in and they represented us and now we're in a in a position of we're, we're our team has grown we're like now 16 of us you know storyboard artists character designers and stuff um, yeah and we're like in a position of should we pitch this or should we just go the you know the crowdfund way um with kickstarter and youtube and all these other streaming services now out there um we're kind of like in this balance of everybody's like yeah go pitch this um to a studio but then at the same time now we're so in love with this story and these characters and all of us are now a big part of such you know something bigger than us that do we yeah. want a studio to come in and kind of switch it up for us and give those
0: yep. lose a little bit of creative freedom yeah there.
1: exactly um and or do we go with the crowdfunding way and you know and and stay with that being able for us to do the creative freedom and write the story the way we want to tell it um, yeah so that's where we're at right now we have mm-hmm. we have scripts written we have storyboards then basically all we need is you know that money to get to get yep. the, the animation beautiful and all that um, but everything before that has has been going extremely well and and the feedback we're getting has been amazing so
0: yeah i wonder because that's that's definitely a more modern issue now where it's you can definitely crowdfund and you know get like the google adsense and all that if you post the videos um and just independently produce them yeah. But then it's like, if you have the studio behind you, you might exactly. you might end up with a good studio where they, they're pretty open to you doing whatever, but exactly. you yeah. could also lose a little creative freedom, but you yeah. get a little more funding and you don't yeah, have to Yeah, that much, it's, so. you know, <laughs> it's,
1: it's that we're like, you know, especially myself um, being a creator and Robert and Stuart, who I basically, you know, they've become my bestest friends in this project. And us, yeah, us, we like to sit down and we really like to... Um, Write everything down, you know, what are the pros and cons um, to what we're going to do with it. But, you know, whatever happens, I think it was it's it's meant to happen. Uh, It gets picked up from a studio. We go the crowdfunding way. We have a good um, we have an amazing team. So we think we can whatever we put our minds to it. We've gone this far, right? So, um, yeah. (laughs) So whatever happens, happens. uh, uh, In that essence, it's been a crazy ride the past year.
0: Yeah, definitely. And you have a pretty big following already. Um, it, what do you What do you feel like gain that following?
1: Uh, to be honest, I I am not someone who's on Instagram all the time. I am when because my friends like send me DMs and stuff. So I mm-hmm. am on Instagram, but posting is is very rare because you know it's always that fact that when I'm working on a project, like um, I don't should I put this out there, um you know things could happen especially with Instagram and the algorithm and whatever you never know who's like looking at your stuff but yeah. i was like you know what we know we we bit wars got it people have been looking at it they know it's from us um let's just put it out to the world and see what happens and i think that's what helped i think overnight um my instagram following just just boomed, and everybody was just talking about bit wars and and auditioning cuz we had auditions like a couple bull- <laughs> a couple a month ago and then you know on backstage for a couple characters which was we needed a so Gotham came up to me they're like we need a trailer you know something yeah. that if you're going to pitch we want something to catch like grab their attention in a minute minute and a half and we're like okay but we we had the main characters right we had the main voices but then we yeah. had all these characters come in and we're like oh shoot we need voices for these too mm-hmm. um so we went to backstage they didn't advertise this at all. They didn't even, like, put it on my Instagram. You know, whoever sees this, whoever sees this, sees it. And, they, you know, we only need four voices. I think overnight, Stuart sent me a message. And he was like, hey, man, uh, we have over 3,000 auditions for, for, for oh, Bitwars.
0: And dear. I was like,
1: I woke up the next morning and Gotham sent me an email. And they were like, hey, Ren, people are reaching out about Bitwars. Uh, you know, uh, I'm going to keep sending them to you. I was like oh shoot I had them on my Instagram like represented by then I had their email I felt yeah. so bad I was like they woke up to a bunch of emails people were trying to like ask them questions and trying to reach out to me so yeah. I took them wow. out and once I took them out and everybody started DMing me um but it was just a crazy experience for just like a minute and a half of characters three thousand auditions we spent the whole week just like it became a whole full eight hour thing like just yeah that's to-
0: how that's actually how I ended up finding your Instagram yeah. <laughs> is because it popped up on the discovery um and it was you know talking about the show and I follow a lot of artists so nice. I looked at it and then um I you know followed the page and then one day I don't I don't remember what I was doing but I opened up your story and you had to like school people that were um auditioning and just like letting them know like Hey, um, this is a professional project, so you can't like, you know, <laughs> say that. I hope this show does bad if, if I don't get the role. Like, yeah,
1: uh, it, it
0: get it, crazy.
1: It got insane. Um, yeah, people were reaching out to me, and um, I'm assuming you know they were younger. They they probably want to do voice acting. Um, yeah. but they were just like, oh, since you're not replying to me like, you know, I hope your show fails and I hope, you know, you guys like your project sucks and all this stuff. And it was obviously questions that we posted on our story that have been answered on our story. It has been answered yeah. on our Instagram post. We've like replied to them in the comments. So those, the answers were there. All, all they had to do was like, read.
0: And I feel like I saw you post all the time about it. Like, Hey, yeah. you can apply to track stage. If you don't have one, then, you know, and then like different art and but then you would post on your story, like, this is what you should do. And so, like, I felt yeah. like if you were there for the art, you still got to see the art and the animation behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. But if you were there for the audition, like, there's no way that you could miss the information. Yeah. So you're probably right. It probably was, like, younger kids. Yeah. I I hopefully no one, like... I hope like, so,
1: right? We hope it was younger.
0: <laughs> hopefully nobody, like, 18 and above was doing that, because yeah. that's a little... Oh. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and, you know, I, and I get it sometimes, you know, kids get frustrated and stuff like that, but I try to be as calm as possible and let them know that it's not the animation industry is really tiny, um, yeah. regardless of who you know, you people know people and then eventually it's back to me or, you know, my work leads back to someone else. Um, so if you're if you want to start out in a professional industry, such as the animation industry. Do it the right way. Don't be calling people names. Because if I'm working on a project and you're applying for a voice acting role, and and I see your name, and I'll, I'll probably be like, "Hey, this guy did this and this and such." Force like we're not sure if we want to work with him. Because if, if we don't give him what he wants, he could probably turn on us and and, and just yeah, cast, you know,
0: it taints their name a little bit. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I think you address it. Like from what I saw, you address it in a very like mature way, obviously you, you basically just explained like, this was, this was a professional job and not yeah. anything crazy. So everyone just yeah. needs to behave accordingly.
1: <laughs> everyone needs to chill, you know, uh, we're doing our best. Uh,
0: yeah. yeah, But it's like for this project, everything just seemed to like fall into place at the right time. That's so like, I've never heard something that sounds so intricate, intricately uh, coordinated without being you know exactly
1: planned. without being planned out um, yeah and I, I think that's what we always talk about in our group and like in our meetings when we have things going on like it just happens like if things are supposed to happen it happens and I know I've always heard that and everybody yeah. in the animation industry is like animation is all about timing and things are all about timing and it always stuck in my head but I never really thought about it until like bit wars like happened and you know like things were just like all we were saying the stars aligned and, and thanks to rise of animation it was really where we really started getting noticed by people in the industry and getting yeah. all this feedback um and now gotham coming in and and now we're having like you know all these auditions and from audition auditions we got noticed by other you know kickstarters um who have been successful so um and they follow our project so it's it's all good things and hopefully we keep this momentum going um i personally have a project named argo that uh thanks thanks to bit wars it's now submitted to cartoon cartoons so we don't know what what's going to happen uh the next couple weeks we'll find out um deborah was like hey you know we you know i know you're about bit wars but i know you mentioned argo like tell me more a little bit about this do like a three-page pitch bible and i was like yeah i had that ready already because after Bit Wars, we were thinking of starting on a new project. So all of us within our team were pitching ideas. So I just already had that ready in my hand. So I just send it over, and she's like, "This is great. Just submit it to to Cartoon Cartoons." And I was, yeah. like, I was like, "Are you kidding?" That like I grew up with Cartoon Cartoons, so having even the chance to submit something um, to Cartoon Network was like very humbling and,
0: yeah, and that that like I saw I saw the character designs for that that you posted on Instagram and I love it. It just looks so it's just so
1: cute. Thank you. It, it's more cute. It's cuter. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say it's very different because I feel like Bit Wars comes in with that nostalgia factor, and yes. I think it's uh from what I can see, it's like a really fun concept for if you like video games, the you know late nineties kind of vibe yeah. and that. Thing, and then Argo is just like this cute, like it's very cute, like natural, like I don't know. Yeah, like,
1: it's like, it's it's very just natural and organic. As Bit Wars is more, um, even the style of the characters, you know, Bitwars very sharp edges. Um, yeah, but like,
0: Argo seems a little softer.
1: Yeah, it's yeah softer. But I what I, I can tell you about Bit Wars, what I can say about Bitwars So yeah. in terms of like the characters, is so Data and I are those two main protagonists in this. Video game as world, there's nothing related to the outside. So, um, I guess in comparison to glitch tech, that's already out there, right? Like, they yeah. they go into those video games and destroy bugs or, or glitches. So for us, it's more of like it's inside a video game world. Um, okay. So DataNet are two upcoming bit Bitwar- are bit they're bit warriors, upcoming Bitmasters. So the bit masters basically the motherboard. Um, of, of these all these seven worlds and they make sure everything resonates well with each other. So kind of like in Wreck-It-Roth, you know, when things are kind of scripted in a way, like bad guys are supposed to say have their roles and stuff like that. Same thing yeah. in Bit Wars. like these, these worlds are separated, but somehow united, but the bad guys can't be jumping around from one world to another, causing chaos because okay. that's not what's supposed to happen. So that's the job of the bitmaster. So they didn't have ready to take on the mantle on their last mission, an NPC... Named NPC, the antagonist comes in and tricks them, and they lose everything. So they lose their powers, their levels, um, everything that was supposed to make them the Bitmaster, gone, like just like to dust. So now these characters, you meet them at the high rank, and you leave them at the end of the episode very vulnerable because now they can become Bitmasters, and now they have to start from the beginning all over yep. again. Um, so it, it was an inspiration of me being little and I was playing Pokemon and my game glitched and I lost everything. So I was like, what, hap- what would happen if two characters are right at the end and something happens and they lose everything? That would suck. And my poor characters happen, happen to go through that. And it teaches a lesson of which video games has taught you. If you fail multiple times, just keep trying, you know, press continue. So in that way, it's just I want to teach little kids like, hey, live is going to come in and it's going to kick your butt and it's going to knock you down when you least expect it, when you think you're almost there and you catch the goal and it's going to come in and it just happens, you know, that's what life is. Um, But it's up to you whether you give up or you continue. So um, you grab the experience that you already got and put it into the lessons you learned and just try out different method and do it a new way. Um, So that's basically the heart of the show. And that's what we're trying to portray in the show, but in a more fun and, and lighter tone
0: yeah i love that message though i think it's so important um for everybody in the project in the project and i've heard this a lot from different voice actors um about how certain messages like certain episodes are their favorite because of the message behind it Mm -hmm. but um I always think it's so interesting and I love just hearing people's, you know, passion behind the project, because I think it just makes it that much more meaningful for the viewer as well. Um, And I think, I I mean, I haven't seen the show because it's not out yet, but (laughs) I'm pretty sure that that point will come across in the way that you want it to, because you seem very, very passionate about it. And yeah, I, I can't wait to see what turns out.
1: We're, we're all excited to to see what we have you know the nine minute teaser we have the nine minute intro of like what happens and what happens to these characters um it's just a matter of when should we put it out should we put it out with the kickstarter is we're just getting advice um, from gotham to see when we'll put it out but we will put out a trailer soon uh it's a, that trailer i was speaking of with the voice actors we're going to get into recording um sometime within the next couple of weeks you know, at COVID here in LA, is, it's it's getting better. So we're just trying to yeah. make sure how many people are allowed within the studio, um, and just we're calling a bunch of places to see where we can go. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty soon. Uh, I think by summer we should, regardless if we decide to do a Kickstarter or not, we're gonna start posting things, and posting the teaser and posting the trailer, and and see where we go from there. Like I want this to be just not just me and the team. It's like, I think it's now become a part of the community. Yeah. um, My friends who work at Netflix or Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, they're all like all on board on this and they're like all supporting it. And people from different places and countries are now like, when you look at backstage and you see people from Australia and Spain and like Germany auditioning for it. Um, And now they become fans of it. It's kind of like, okay, this is now just, it's not just us anymore team. It's just, it's now all of us. Um, who was backing this up. So I want this to be a project of just like a community and see how far it goes. Uh, and instead of just, you know, putting it out the first studio just it becomes like uh just money, you know, something like they would want to get for Pat. Just just reach a certain age group. I want to reach everyone. Kind of like what Steven Universe did. Um yeah. I want my project to be like Steven Universe with Rebecca, what Rebecca Sugar did for Steven was amazing. Um super talented Alex Hirsch with Gravity Falls and uh, just all these creators that that put their passion into it. uh, And, and I know Alex and Rebecca fought a lot for their show within the studio. And
0: yeah,
1: they they fought a lot to get what they were to get what it was. Uh, So, you know, that's what we're trying to do. Um,
0: Yeah. It, there's definitely I think a lot of people it's easy to see the end result, you know, turn on the TV or go on YouTube and yeah. see the end result and not realize just how much work goes into it. Yeah. And um and like you said, they, they put a lot of work into their projects as well. And that's that's a whole nother ballpark because you could be working so hard. And then you just, you never know. Sometimes it just depends on, you know, if you go with a, a studio, it just depends on them sometimes uh, who it ends up in front of. Yeah. But I feel like Cartoon Network is definitely, I mean, <laughs> I think we all kind of grew up watching between like Disney and Cartoon Network. and
1: Yeah.
0: Disney. So I I would say the exposure is probably pretty good between the three, <laughs> up on somewhere in that spectrum. But
1: yeah, I think the I think obviously everybody. My initial thoughts was um, Cartoon Network. Right when I started really working it, that was my initial studio. That if I want Bitworks to be somewhere, it would be Cartoon Network, just because like uh, the the stories I've heard between Rebecca and Steven Universe and, and even Adventure Time and all that. Yeah. Um, but now it's just like, I've noticed more studios such as Nick and Disney are now like jumping on that train and allowing their creators to really tell the stories they want to tell. Uh, and it really, really who decides to say yes to us and gives us like, you know, the, not give us all the creative freedom, but enough um, for us to tell the show that we want to tell um, by all means. Like, um, yeah, and,
0: but to trust you enough to get the storyline across without- yes, exactly. You- Viewers.
1: without losing what the show was supposed to be from the beginning um which is just you know self-discovery and 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 failing failing is normal and it's gonna happen yeah. you're not perfect so uh, as long as we get that message across and we keep pushing kids to uh, to not yeah. give up and just press continue it's it's i'm okay with it, you know
0: um one thing i want to ask is um you do traditional animation which is not something that's We're seeing, it's kind of, it kind of, I want to say it phased out a little bit before COVID. And then COVID hitting, it started to get a little bit more of a comeback Mm -hmm. just because a lot of, it seems like networks were picking up 3D animation. Mm -hmm. Um, Is that just your preference? Was there a specific reason you wanted to go with that model instead of the 3D model? Or...
1: I think it was because I grew up with just like the hand-drawn animation. I was, you know, mid-90s, so everything was... It was a weird space. Even for Bitwars, the video game inspiration was like the 8-bit 16B32 was leaving and the new generation was coming and same thing for cartoons. So yeah. um, I was like... I feel comfortable doing the 2D hand-drawn animation as, as much as my rest of the team. Um, But if 3D can come in, like... We were talking to Deborah, and she was like, she asked me the same question like do you want Wars to be full on 2d animation or do you want some 3d behind it and i was like it's a question i never really thought of because i would just think everything would be probably picked up through flash and then they would do it through flash animation and she's like so there's some shows that are 2d but with like infinity train the train is actually 3d and a lot of things in the and the show is 3d they just basically trace over it with line work so it looks 2d um so i was like oh shoot so she was like yeah if bitworks gets picked up and you want things to look 2d it's not impossible anymore because now 3d is helping us do 2d and uh. i was just like what <laughs> like, <laughs> like you're using 3d to make 2d uh, uh. So, it's, it's cool to know that it's an option for me to stick with 2D without raising the budget because 2D is a little, hand-drawn 2D is a little more expensive than, than CGI and stuff like that, just in terms of labor work. Um,
0: I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, in terms of just like labor work, it requires more hours, right? It's all these beautiful hands to do most That's of the work, but um, yeah, but knowing th- that 3D can make things easier, like by all means. Like,
0: yeah, because with 3D, you would just do character rigging correct exactly
1: yeah you would you and even for the props you would like design the props and put it on like i believe you know toon boom or whatever program they're using and just trace the lines over it there you go wow. and, you, know, you have a hand drawn um yeah
0: that's so wild that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i learned something new today
1: yeah uh, it, yeah i learned a little while and it blew my mind I was, and i told the team like hey guys you know 3d and one one of my storyboard artists names is dream right arthur was like yeah man like infinity train does that and then all of us were like and you didn't tell us this why he was like i I don't know like it just didn't come up to my like come to my knowledge
0: um. i feel like there is a show that i've seen that i noticed they had some 3d elements Mm -hmm. and some like just completely hand or at least would look to be hand-drawn i can't think of it but it's gonna bother me (laughs) so i'm (laughs) (laughs) But um no, I definitely grew up with I don't know, I think it's probably because I grew up um with the 2D animation as well, yeah. so that's my preference yes, whereas you know my cu- little cousin who's like eight, he loves the 3D, he loves the 2D like he doesn't care. he's like yeah. it's in this cartoon,
1: but yeah <laughs> if it's making me laugh, I love it.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, I grew up with like Billy and Mandy mm-hmm. and- yeah, same all of those so <laughs> there was a lot back then <laughs> it was i don't know i think uh if you're i'm assuming you're in the same age range as me but we grew up during that time where it was very transitional for technology so we kind of got to yeah. a little bit of everything
1: yeah and i and i think we're fortunate for that like you know get the experience of both uh in every story i tell i always want to make sure like i'm not i'm always i'm not leaving a generation behind yeah. am trying to reach out to both because I know people still our age or even older still watch cartoons. So um, I've heard some I like, feel- oh, cartoons are so different now. Like, you know, I miss the old ones. So I'm like, I feel you. I, I know what you're kind of looking for. You're looking for that yep. Ren and Stimpy. Uh, looking for the adventures of, you know, the Grim Reaper of Bill and Mandy and, and some of these other shows like Courage. But at the same time, kids nowadays want to watch things like. I don't know, like Steven Universe or you know the Owl House, which somehow still has aesthetics of back then, but like,
0: yeah,
1: um, you know they just the culture has changed so much in the past decade, so it, it it's kind of hard sometimes to balance when we're writing. We're like, oh, will they get this? And we're like, oh, I don't know, we're gonna have to like you know make a character say, oh, that's fire, and we're like, wait, what if like in six months from now no one uses that anymore? So we're trying to like find the basis of what of what a character would say.
0: I wouldn't even think about that and then that's got to be even more interesting just based off of the premise of the show being yeah. like that like 64 8-bit kind of yeah. moment. Mm-hmm. So some people <laughs> I- I'm imagining some kids probably would not get like the bit portion. Yeah. <laughs> but knowing kids nowadays and just people nowadays they'll google it. So, like, they'll look it up, Bit Wars, yeah. and then you'll see, like, 30 different videos on YouTube explaining, <laughs> oh, there was this. In, did you notice this in the background? Yeah. Uh, this, this, and we know this means this, and then, you know, they start going with it. There's some shows that um, I've been uh, following, and I'm just shocked every time someone notices something in the background and then they create a whole video on what exactly it means and what the it's insane you know, artist was doing, and I'm like, wow, okay, I didn't get, I just saw, you know, the clouds in the sky. But
1: yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. and and for this show in particular, like if for our age, like if you grew up with Super Mario sixty four and you grew up with all these games, like you're gonna see things in the background that that we're giving a little nudge to. So I'm pretty sure. If we come out, like, people are going to make videos of, like, oh, I remember back when I was playing this, like, that level was there. So we're trying to do what Wreck-It Ralph did for us, but now more of an animated TV series. Um, get that nostalgia in, but not really on the nose. It's more on the background.
0: Um, yeah. And, but I think those are fun, though, too, when you have, yeah. like, the Easter eggs. Even in, like, the illustrated, uh, like, the animation portion, where it's not so much what the characters are saying, but maybe you'll spy, like, a little... You
1: know sailor moon doll in the background yeah oh yeah yeah those are you know and you're you hitting it right on the nose with like there's so many things i want to tell you about like the rooms and like where they live and the things that you'll see in this room but if we start posting the concept bar you keep an eye out like we have a bunch of little things like you said you know like a sailor moon doll but that's very related to video games um yeah so there's a i think there's a piece that if you really zoom in like i know instagram lets you only zoom in so much but Like if you take a screenshot and you zoom in, you'll find like a reference to a video game from like the 64 era. Uh, Oh, it's it's going
0: to go crazy.
1: (laughs) There's men, there's someone that are on the nose, like right out of the way. But there's there's this particular one that um, a concept artist can say they that were like, oh, shoot, I didn't even if I didn't zoom in, I didn't know that was there. Um,
0: I'm going to hunt it down.
1: (laughs) Yeah like I said, we're, we're ready to post things up. We're just, you know, now we have the voices and we have the cast. So now we're just more ambitious to like start posting all the, the beautiful concept art that we've been working for about a year.
0: Um, How does that feel though, like to have to keep something so under wraps? Is that difficult or is it easier because you can kind of share with your team your thoughts on it?
1: Yeah, I think it's easier. I think two things made it easier. Two important factors that it was, I have a team that we can all talk about and just, you know, discuss our, we have like fan fiction about our own things. Like like we we just talk about it as ourselves, but also um, COVID, you know, you're not able to go see everyone for about a year. Like you Mm. can't talk too much, too many people. So it was always the same team that we always talked to. So it was always the same people we talked to that know about the project. So that kind of helped a little bit now that things are opening up and i actually had dinner with a couple friends the other day um for the first time they reached out to me and they want to know so like they was like tell me more about it and now now that's (laughs) when i noticed like oh this is hard like like, i can't tell you anything um other than what you see or my buddy he's like i know you for like 20 years man you you gotta tell me something (laughs) and i'm like no like i can't tell you much um it's hard it's definitely hard (laughs)
0: Yeah, I think that's the roughest thing mm-hmm. um is everybody wants a spoiler yeah. but you edit yourself. Yeah. And then I could imagine now also being difficult when everyone's like, you know, making speculation about how the storyline's going to go and you're mm-hmm. just kind of like there like biting your tongue like
1: mm, yeah, I'm
0: like, I... not how it's going to go or mm, they're mm-hmm.
1: right. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it, it's hard, especially I think my girlfriend's a trooper just because we, we're, we're like live together and I don't know how she like manages to not um, ask for things but I think she's gotten used to it at this point but I know I, I was working with Carlos Lopez Estrada on two projects recently, um, Summertime Outs to LA, which is coming out um, but also the Pokemon music video with Katy Perry um, Yes, I
0: saw that
1: I, I, I told her that I was doing that and we were all excited for a bit and then I just kind of kept it on the wraps because of the NDAs, so mm-hmm um and then she's like didn't know anything about it so when she would see me working on boards she would just assume I was working on bedwars because I'd be like hey I'm I'm gonna go work on bedwars um and then the music video came out and then I was like hey it's out and she's like yeah whatever happened to that did you keep did you work on that or did you have anything to do with that I was
0: I was just like (laughs) you're like I did it
1: (laughs) yeah I was like yeah and she's like what how I'm like I'm sorry but when I told you about I was working on bedwars I wasn't really working on bedwars I was like you know so speed. did
0: you actually for that one did you actually i mean i know nba and all that but were you actually able to meet Katy perry at least like virtually or you just got to do the?
1: Productive? unfortunately i wasn't able to talk to Katy perry through zoom um it was uh i think she only came in once but it was just like you know just to talk to carlos or talk to directors and stuff like that and like, yeah. so it wasn't really a one-on-one thing um ah. I, I i know and it w- i feel like it would have been totally different if uh you know, we were in there in person and things like that. Yeah. It, it, was, just, it was just an honor, I think, working, getting reached out for Pokemon. Because I think if it wasn't for Wars or Pokemon, this quarantine would have been, like, insane for me at the beginning. Um, I went out and, and I had my Switch, but I went out and get, got Pokemon and I played it through the whole quarantine. I, like, really got into it. It was insane. Did
0: you see um, that they announced three new games?
1: Yes. So I'm super excited about them. I don't know how I'm going to spend my time. I just know I'm going to fit Pokemon somewhere in there. uh, It'll be
0: so busy, but you got (laughs) to.
1: Yeah, it's just like, I'm going to play Pokemon regardless of what happens. Um.
0: That's how I was, though, when all of COVID started. Uh, I had my Switch for the longest time. And I had played through Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, and Mm -hmm. all of that. And that was pretty much the only games I had played was the Pokemon series. And then once more time <laughs> seemed to be there. Uh, I started downloading way more and yeah. playing them and it's been so fun. It's interesting because I know a lot of people are, you know, have that concept of video games are not really good for you, but I, I've always been a believer in balance <laughs> is key. So I think they're as good for you as you make them or they're as yeah. bad for you as, as yeah. you make.
1: Yeah. It, it's just, if you're there you know, which I was sometimes that kid where I was there all day, all night with it. Um, but yes, yeah, balance is key for video games and stuff like that. And, and it's storytelling in a way. Like I want my kid, if I have to jump in and play video games because, you know, it, it taught me to not give up on live. I'm pretty sure it's going to teach them a lesson. You know, oh. kids, younger kids teach them um, storytelling and imagination and, and, and all these kind of ways of telling a story.
0: So there's yeah there's a lot that goes into them beyond just you know the gameplay and there's Mm -hmm. a lot of critical thinking that you do to play the game and Mm -hmm. you get to you know develop certain characters especially in the pokemon series where it's you kind of get to know them and then you know they made pokemon twilight off of the game so that was cool i wish that i wish in the future that they would introduce voice actors into the video games i know why they don't but i wish they would
1: yeah yeah it's yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Or even the the Pokemon voices, right? They have their they say their own names. That'll be pretty interesting.
0: I know. They said that uh the reason why they don't is because it would take so much uh production hours to do it in all of the languages.
1: I, awesome. Yeah, I would believe that. That's a lot of time.
0: Yeah, so I was like, that's that's sad, but maybe hopefully in the future.
1: <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I think also, one, I think another good thing about not them having voices for the characters, just because, like, you get to imagine your own voice, like, right? You're yep. reading this, so it's your own voice, and, and these characters are talking technically to you, so you don't have someone else reading it. It's like you're reading a book. You know, you yep. imagine yep. the character and you portray the character however you want it to be because, like, you're reading it and it's, it's, it's something different. Um, I
0: think I have the opposite of that. So, <laughs> this for some reason reminds me uh, in the Netflix Pokemon series, Pokemon yeah. Journeys um i got to talk to zeno robinson so he's the voice of go yeah oh like i saw the character i heard the character and am like his voice fits so. <laughs> but i didn't know what he looked like and sorry i have yeah. two dogs so they're barking but um i didn't know what he looked like and then when i saw him i was like you make that voice that's so interesting and then he did the voice and to see him do the voice i'm like if it it's it, it fits so well. Yeah. but I couldn't imagine hit like him making that voice. Because he kind of has like this. I don't his his normal tone is a little bit lower. And then all of a mm-hmm. sudden, he just like Goes super high, voice and he's like, it's my future. <laughs> and he does that it's, line.
1: Yeah, he, that's insane. Boy, I know this during backstage back once again, with big words, I saw these faces and the voices that came out of that that phase on like their profile picture i was like that i i can't compute how does that happen uh yeah. it, it's uh all credit to the voice actors they're they're amazing what of what they do
0: yeah and so you spent a week though listening to because how many i know you said they said that you had about three thousand. how that many was. did you have at the end do you feel like if you remember
1: i i believe it was three thousand throughout the whole like period that we had it open so we had oh. like yeah so that was almost the total of how much we had but we would divide it so me myself and a couple other um Kathy who's a, who a production manager for us she's she handles all these you know things that us artists can't um but <laughs> her and myself and Stuart and Robert and I, I believe sometimes some of our crew from animation or not animation but storyboarding and stuff would jump in and help us out so divide and conquer so there was five characters. We all took like maybe 200 each during maybe the day. And some characters were easier than others. Uh, I don't know if you saw character buns or, or jitter. We, we had a, a voice in mind and we all agreed to how they were going to sound. So if you didn't nail it, that first line, like as soon as that first line would hit, we would have to be like, you know, I'm sorry, like next. Uh-huh. Yeah. So for those two characters, the process was a lot faster because like if you didn't have the voice at the beginning, you didn't have that pitch, we would go for the next person. Um, but characters like CC and um, V, which he's the an- the anti-hero of the show, um, those were the tough ones. Like I remember once we we had like especially they were the most auditioned characters. So we ha- oh. we had like over, I think a thousand for each. Um, so we had to narrow it down. I don't know how we narrowed it down to 15. And then we like we chopped it down to top five. Um, <laughs> but for CC and, and it was hard. Like we were just like, we would get in long hour discussions. Your character and like why this person should move on and the other one shouldn't. And like what's like what we were thinking of like season two and how this would that voice fit season two. And it was just it was long hours of, of narrowing it down to five, but. We announced yeah, them and those figure
0: people figure out how that voice can develop with the character as well in the long yeah,
1: yeah and just like the chemistry like even though these characters like these voice actors haven't met we were trying to match them with with our top five for a different character um mm-hmm. especially like you know if you're going to spend all this time together in a scene or even in a room they like, we had to make sure that their voices matched well and
0: yeah like, and you don't want like that dissonance happening yeah yeah I wouldn't even have thought that. I don't envy that process. That sounds, yeah. that sounds like a logistics nightmare, but uh, it, you got I would, at,
1: at the end of the day, I'll be like, I am so tired. Like, I don't, I've heard voices. No, one's, no one talked to me anymore. Uh, text, please.
0: So what are, um, since this is something you probably can talk about, how, uh, how would you describe each character's voice actor's voice?
1: Oh, okay. Uh, so, how would I describe the, the the character with the voice actor? Yeah. So, like their
0: voice.
1: Yeah. So, Data. God, I wish I would have brought the team along. Um. So, like, <laughs> Data is a very like preppy character. He's like full of energy. So, like, think of a, a young Naruto type of thing, right? Like, okay. he's he's very hype up. He's like he knows. He's like almost a bit master. So he's super like kind of cocky in a way, and like. And Nat is more of a, a a, toned down type of girl. You know, she's like, if you would put an age on her, she would be, like, 16, and Data would be, like, 13. So it's okay. that, yeah, so Nat's more calm and strategic, and, like, data
0: Brother, older sister kind of... Exactly.
1: Work. It's it's basically what it is, and Nat's, like, you need to calm down. Um, obviously, with Data's personality and the way he acts, puts her on places that she doesn't want to be, and, like, scenarios that she she's not very really, fond of, but at the end of the day, she has fun because it's, like, it's her partner, and, and, and they love being together. But think of it as that brother, older sister, younger brother relationship, especially mm-hmm. me being the younger one. Like, I, ha- I, I had an older sister, so I know how to, like, grind ge- her gears and stuff like <laughs> that. So it was kind of that chemistry. Another way I would put it would be, like, Voma and Goku from Dragon Bomb. You know, okay, yeah. Take away the lewd and all that other things that happened in that show but uh, that kind of relationship like she would get yeah. annoyed at the things he did when he was younger. Um, I can
0: picture I can picture the voices now. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Um and well the bitmaster done by Ava Ava she is she's is insane. She does the voice for the 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 bitmaster and the entity, like not the villain. So she
0: Did she both. do the um did she do the voice in the the teaser trailer
1: yeah yeah she did she did the the ha ha and then the hello um that so that yeah, laugh you hear
0: that's a that laugh you hear I
1: at the thought... end i'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry
0: sorry person i wouldn't picture doing that voice
1: <laughs> yes i was gonna bring i was gonna go around that and tell you that ava is that she does a hello and then she does that evil sinister laugh at the end of that teaser like that's all her and um she's She she's incredible and she's actually Stuart's she was roommate at that time and she had never done voice acting and Stuart was like we need we need a voice hop in the booth and and she's done amazing impersonations of like Thor and like all these other characters so she grew up with like you know the Mickey Mouse and trying to do Donald Duck and all that stuff so and her mom worked in a radio station so always telling her like do not speak in the back of your throat you know do this and so she had that knowledge. Yeah. Going into the booth was kind of easier for us to direct, but yeah, she killed it. Uh, um, And I don't think she will ever be replaced because I can't, you know, that character and that voice. Like, if it's not that person, like, you don't see anyone else doing it. Uh, It's hard to
0: transition the voice.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, I feel, uh, I hate saying it, but with the Netflix series of Pokemon, Jesse and James
1: can't adjust to
0: that voice. Like, I, I, can see it for the characters it's great and and power to the voice actors they do amazing but i'm so used to you know the og that i'm yeah. like right? <laughs> james. yeah
1: james it's that james the way they said it yeah um,
0: yeah now he has like more of a very like um i don't even know how to say it like a very um i don't know kind of carnival ringleader kind of yeah boy. i don't know if that makes any sense but
1: yeah yeah i i know you're, yeah i know what you mean and it's yeah it's like that and i wish and i hope Ava stays with us for as long as she can um doing these courses because um i know i should never imagine we just had a meeting on thursday where everyone got to meet each other for the first time voice actors and and uh and everybody who's in the project and then she was like um she we were just all like praising her because it was just incredible all the voices she did and she was just like i never imagined myself being in this type of project. Because I worked on radio she worked on radio and stuff like that, but she never really imagined herself voicing characters. Um, and then we're like, just keep doing that because you you have it's great. <laughs> yeah, you're great and you're super talented. Like don't ever stop doing this. Uh, yeah. Um, so that's where we are. It's it's crazy for Bit Wars and and who knows. Obviously Argo's is going a different direction and I don't know what will happen with that. Um, you know, thanks to, thanks to Gotham, I've been meeting a bunch of people from, like, Illumination and, um, you know, Warner Brothers as well and, and, I think, Disney and stuff like that. So uh, it's opening more rooms and doors for me to go in and tell these other stories that I have in mind. Um,
0: yeah, absolutely. That have
1: scripts. And, and also, I want to just open doors because for other people. Um, so, you know, me being... So I'm a doctor recipient. So I came to the U.S. when I was like six I think so obviously cartoons was my only gateway to like escape that world of like new new country new language new everything so it was a it was a way to me like make friends but also I learned English right away because I don't I don't know how that happened
0: I have I'm similar because I'm originally from Canada and I um my parents were dual citizens yeah but Living over there, I went to a French school. Mm -hmm. My parents both spoke French. (laughs) I spoke no English. And I came here just a little French kid. (laughs) No clue. Couldn't, like, the only, you know, I could only say a couple words in English. People were talking to me, no clue what they were saying. My teacher even had a meeting with my parents. She called them and was like, uh, we just want to talk about how she's behind. I'm I'm scared that she might have like dyslexia or something. Mm-hmm. She's not like read because I'll be talking to her and she doesn't like, respond. And my parents were like, "She doesn't speak English." <laughs> but um, no, I have this my cousin. Um, he, I mean, he was born here and grew up here. But um, he was like, "Hey, you should watch this show." And he he introduced me to Pokemon, to Naruto, yeah. Moon, all of them. Yeah. And so it was a good way for me at home to see something cool because maybe I didn't understand everything they were saying when I first started watching, mm-hmm. but I definitely was able to, you know, get the gist of the words based off of the season. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how it was with me. Like, you know, same thing, Pokemon. Pokemon was like something I first watched and I, I just like, I don't know. Like same thing Experience as you like the professor. I think my, my, my teacher at that time, I think it was first grade, she didn't, she didn't call me dyslexic. She was, she was nice. She was more like, she approached me and she was like, she was a nice Filipino lady. She like, Aww. before she sat down, she was like, because I was, she was speaking, I would doze off and look at the ABCs on the walls and stuff like that. And she was like, I know you don't understand English, <laughs> but like, like try to focus. And I yeah. know, I, at that time, I had no idea what she meant, but I was just like, i not. And um, also, same thing, brought my parents on. And and she actually uh, signed me up for this English uh, class. I think it was there helping uh, other kids learn English. So thanks to her, like, I was cartoons. And then that class and then making friends was easier because, like, you watch Pokemon. I watch Pokemon. You watch That's this, cool. I watch that. So it was just that connection. So when I was little, I was like, I want to make cartoons. I, I don't know what that meant, but, like. I want to draw and and do that for other kids. So now me being in this position now of pitching stories and stuff like that, it's you kind of want to go full circle, right? Like cartoons did this for me. I want to do that. I want to do that same with my cartoons and for kids who, um, who are having a hard time just connecting or or even trying to learn a language.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's a that's a struggle. A lot of people um, don't think about because they don't have to have that, you know, struggle. Yeah. And- I, I've i always been the personality type because of that experience that always tries to get people included. If I see people yeah. excluded, I always am the one that's like, how's it going? You know, yeah. You. but um, yeah, I, how important uh, is just the diversity in your project? Cause it seems like you network very well. Mm-hmm. And uh, would you attribute that to, you know, that experience of, you know, I came here, I, you know, didn't, didn't speak any <laughs> English, I had to kind of start from scratch. Um, do you feel like that helped you gain that kind of skill? I, I,
1: I think, yes, that was also one of the main major factors, right, that kind of had me, it forced me to, like, approach people um, and, and have these conversations. Uh, from a young age, I had to help out my mom as, you know, single mother. So, like, she would work at other places and like swap meets and stuff like that. So I would go and like um, she'd be selling things. So it kind of pushed me out of that show of, of just like because I was in a show when I came here, like, you know, I didn't want to talk to anyone and very shy. But it pushed me out of that bubble and it just started talking with people since I was like nine years old at a swap meet, like selling things or um, and kind of being a salesman in a way. Yeah. Um, and i think it helped me out a lot as i grew up because now you know i wasn't as shy anymore and i was able to approach people and talk and 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 it's all it's an awesome skill to have
0: uh, yeah.
1: especially at an early age and just but definitely coming into this country uh, not knowing much about it and um what's what's helped me and, and kind of was like pushed me because my mom didn't know anything about the animation industry like no one like i have people like we're, we're peruvian and colombian so uh, family in Spain like now everybody has like spread out but no one really yeah. knows about the animation industry and me just being my mom my mom had no clue so i kind of had to study that on my own and figure it out and and not knowing anybody from the industry to ask questions so uh it was just me picking up books and 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 trying to figure out what a storyboard artist is and then yeah. going to school and trying to figure out that oh this is not what i want to do so i would have to leave and go to a different school
0: that's crazy. It, yeah, that's good, though, that you um, have that experience. Um, I kind of glossed around it, but um, as well as how do you feel like you want to include diversity? in your oh, yes. It seems like this is something very important to you. That's yeah. why. I asked. You
1: know, yeah, diversity is, I think it's a key factor for the show. It's it's even for me as a storyteller, and and I want and it's I'm gonna tell you this, the person reached out to me on Instagram that really touched upon me when I was doing bitmore and stuff. And, and it's always still going to be in the back of my question was um, a person of color sent me a DM. And this was so, uh, hey, it's like, oh, hey, Ren, um, I want to audition for your characters, uh, but I'm African-American. I, can I audition? Or would, the, would this be a waste of my time and your time? And I was like, oh, like you can audition forever who you want. Like, you know, um, I don't oh. ever want you to think I don't want anybody ever to think like Bay Wars or any other, you know, production out there like that people waste their time auditioning just because they're of color, and and I want that to be shown on the show. I know for us here, within the scenes, right, it's me being person of color, uh, Robert being person of color. There's a lot of different diversity within our show, within our crew. So uh, it was also a key factor when we were auditioning, um, picking out these characters and and the people representing these voices that we also want to represent that within the voice cast and within the show. Um, obviously, video games is kind of like it doesn't touch upon race because it doesn't exist in video games in a way. Um, yeah, it, in which now the animation industry and the video game industry is kind of now pushing that. But back then, so we want to try to keep it light as hearted, um, although it is important to think about where your background is informed, where you came from and where the color of your skin is. Um, for Bit Wars, I want it to be more of like that nostalgia and that love that you shared, regardless of your race or your gender, or or what your, you know, what your thoughts are or, or culture or even um, religion. It's we all love video games and that's something that connects all of us. So I want Bit Wars to be that show where like if you look at a character, you that's the last thing you'll think of, right? Like it's something of like the connection they have, these characters they have for the passion, it's for the passion, really. Um, yeah. They connect through passion. And, but nevertheless, like me being of color, I'm never going to forget to involve people of color. <laughs> yeah. And like having that diversity. Because it's important. It's, and, and, that, and I was telling my team when that DM happened, and we're like, are we doing this the right way? Like, um, I was like did I somehow get lost within the process of like, creating this, that somehow we, we just diverged and forgot about diversity and inclusion? And yeah. they're like, "Oh no, by all um, like, no, we never thought about that in Bit Wars." Like, if you look, it's funny because was like, if you look in the room around you, and he's like, "Wait, if you look in the squares <laughs> around you, in front of your screen, like, there's all these beautiful people from different cultures working on this show." So, um,
0: that's what I would think. Uh, well, I mean, I know it being a COVID show that it's including people from, I'm sure, different places, many different places. Yeah. Uh, especially the area that you're in, uh, it, being in the state of California, where there is a lot more diversity than yeah. than some other <laughs> some other. Yeah, state. yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. but yeah, no, I just wanted to ask you about that because I felt like uh, it was something important to you, uh, yeah. and I think we can see that uh, reflected in the character designs even. So we see like different, um, you know, different characters, some short, some tall, yeah. boys, girls, you know, mm-hmm. and then, you know, we the voice actors, <laughs> like there, well, there wasn't a limit on gender. Um, yeah. I know, especially you posted that on there uh, on Instagram or uh, I believe it was Instagram, just saying anybody can audition if you feel yeah. like the voice you can audition you can do it from home you yeah. know the setup and yeah and you don't have to have prior experience or crazy long lists on your resume <laughs> just if you fit the character then you fit yeah. the character.
1: If, if you fit the character you fit the character if you have if you have the passion um you know that's who we're gonna give it to for example quasi we just announced quasi for v um he, okay. he was someone um who didn't, it was his first time auditioning for anything, um, in the animation and with an animation, but he loved voice acting, so he wanted to give it a shot and he, I, is someone I'll always remember because he came into, like, you know, he walked into the Zoom and he was, like, kind of nervous and we're trying to, we always try to be welcoming and and involved, but he would mess up a line and he was very, like, animated, like a Naruto. If he would mess up a line, he was like, ah! And he would, like, walk into the door and just slam his head on it and, uh, (laughs) We were just like laughing and we're like, just calm down. You know, we, it's okay. You know, we can, we, you have an hour. We usually gave 45 minutes to an hour to these voice actors. So you have an hour. Let's go back to the role. We, we're trying to make you feel as comfortable as you can. Um, yeah. And there was other Vs who auditioned who have, you know, their resumes were like incredible. Like they've done many voices for all these within the anime, anime and cartoons, but we gave it to Kwesi because he was like, he had so much fun with V. Um, and he was like, when he was reading action lines, he was doing the posing and he was doing like the action stuff as <laughs> others just kind of stood there, right? Or sat there and just read, gave the emotion through their voice, but Koisi was having fun with it. Like, yeah,
0: you can just have that, um, right. that connection a little bit yeah.
1: more. Yeah, he was, he was having so much fun with the role. And when he wasn't like you no know, smacking walls and stuff like that, he was just like, doing his his action poses and i love that and i saw the passion in him and we like as soon as that zoom ended and we're like that's him like we're going for him because he's having fun while doing it and we all have fun doing this thing
0: so um one other question i have about that is uh are you guys recording the lines in studio in person or is it a mix or so that? it's
1: it's mixed. Uh we have uh Mika, she's from the Philippines. Uh we have uh who else did we have? Um some people Joe is from I think he is from Nebraska. So there's different people from like different parts of this like CC, I believe we have someone additional from England, so our storyboard artist from Brazil. So we kind of just like figured it out how to work. Thanks, especially thanks to COVID. You know, we like all had to do it virtually. Um yeah. we managed a way to kind of record so these voice actors are gonna if you're from la which we have a couple um from san diego or norcal and one lives here in la we're gonna set up we're gonna have that environment for you so um,
0: are you gonna have them record let's like if there are two characters speaking together are you gonna have them record in the same session or is it just easier to keep it separated
1: no we I, we actually want to have like the characters who have the same scene with if, if it's possible to be in the room so um we we just it's we love like even though yes it is easier to just do it from home we want that chemistry and we want like these voice actors to like feel the vibe of the other voice actor and it just yeah. generates a better you know a better scene um yes if they feel comfortable coming in we're like we're, we're not forcing anyone to come in cuz we know yeah. what covid is and the vaccines and stuff like that but uh-huh. I just
0: asked this because i imagine <laughs> i imagine all the people together in one room and hearing all of the different voices how how interesting that might be it's a lot
1: (laughs) yeah i think it's we've had we had a table read and we were just having so much fun with everyone reading like their lines so if we had fun through zoom we can't wait to get into that studio and just record obviously mika and some other people can not come so we'll have them record from their booth but uh Thanks to like all these programs that have kind of adapted to a, our new lifestyle, it's yeah. so much easier.
0: Um, are you able to share anything about the Argo project?
1: Uh, Argo, you know, I don't even I don't even know how Cartoon Network was like. We just I just applied, and they're like, okay. Um, so there's like no NDA towards that, or but what I can say about Argo, Argo is more of a fantasy wizards and like centaurs and dragons and type type of world, right? It's more fantasy-ish. but Nillie and Maple, which are Nilly is the the little blue one, and Maple is the green one. They're they're the main characters along with Argo, but Maple is the, the guardian of the forest and Nilly is the is the guardian of the river. So they're a river spirit. And they meet and they find this little dragon who just has amnesia and they don't know where he is. He doesn't know what, what he's supposed to do, other than the necklace they found with him that his name was Argo. And there's like a little map with an X on it. So they just know they have to take him there. But he has no idea who he is or, or what he's supposed to do. And it touches upon these characters of like, it goes deeper. So Maple is supposed to be the guardian of the forest. And, and everybody, like all these creatures, go and look and worship Uh, the guardian and expect things from her but maple is just a little girl who doesn't really see herself in that role yet she just wants to go out and have fun and explore and really like discover who she is um so she kind of leaves her posts and just wanders off she's like i'm tired of this i just want to be me and figure out who i am and nilly is like also the child river the spirit river and then like I, her mom was like, "You're expected to do this and this, and you, this is how you're supposed to do it." So a very like, you know, um, she was honored, like kind of. So Nilly was, you know, suffers from like self doubt and she doesn't really know. Um, she's always trying to please people and try to make sure everyone's happy because um, that's how she kind of grew up, right? Always pleasing someone else and trying to um, yeah make sure. So now she's in a in a journey of like self-finding self-love and trying to uh, uh, figure out that it's not necessary for you to please somebody else. You have to like, you know, as long as you please yourself and you're happy with what you're doing, um, you don't have to go in and change your way of thinking or do things just so someone else can love you and like you. So Maple understands Nelly and nearly kind of understands Maple. So they, they make this friendship while at the same time trying to find this take this little baby salamander home because he doesn't know who he is and and he knows that throughout their journey he knows he's supposed to do great things and he just just has passion for like the world and stuff like that and, and life itself
0: so um that's gonna be so exciting to see like both of these series just sound <laughs> so amazing and i definitely like, the uh the pilot episode or the trailer the official trailer will be amazing so that's that's definitely something for me and everybody
1: else to look forward to. I'm just so excited for everyone to see what we bring to life, and you know, everyone to knock on wood and see what Cartoon Network says in in a couple of weeks. And and if not, you know, whatever, I'll I'll do the same thing I did with Argo, what I did with Bet Wars. We'll 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 go ahead and push that forward. Um, well, there's many. I just want you, everybody to know who is a creator to know there's not only one way. Like right, like. Yeah. If the studio says no, that's not the end of the road, go ahead. And and if you believe in this project, don't let anyone say otherwise, go for it. Um,
0: I definitely think that's something to be said for any career in art. Just because mm-hmm. one door closes, there's definitely some that yeah. can be. Yes. And there's there's always going to be a moment where, you know, someone's someone else has doubt on what you're doing. But yeah. it's all up to you to kind it's of. It's all up to you. Yeah, push that forward and keep that confidence. Even yeah. it, it can be difficult, but definitely. Yeah. It, it's definitely
1: up to you. And that one person who just kind of believes in your idea and and go for it. Like, you know,
0: yeah. Robbie,
1: my closest friend, like jumped on this and then Stuart believing in the project. Just us three kind of tackling it from the beginning. It's where we are now. So um, yeah, just surround yourself with people who support you. That's the do best you have way any to
0: projects that you're working on right now? You seem uh, like...
1: Playful, but <laughs> I, I yeah, Bit Wars, uh, Argo, and now it's like off my hands. Right, whatever happens with Argo happens. Um, I'm currently building a portfolio for a feature. Uh, I had a general with Sony, and they're kind of just like asking me to do several pieces that fit within their world. So I'm kind of yep. working on that. Uh, you know, just finished with Pokemon. Uh, there's some opportunities are up on the air with uh, with a different studios um, in terms of work. So who knows where where I'll be um next month uh, yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: well that's exciting um did you want to share I know you gave a little bit of advice just a little bit ago but did you want to share anything else with everybody
1: no I think I think my message if you want to take anything from this was like just to to continue with whatever your goals and dreams are you know um get that project if you're a creator get that thing out there because I know a lot of artists are creators and you eventually want to have their own thing uh, just know pitching is not the only thing you can do now there's a bunch of streaming services out there and even yeah. youtube where you can where you can do your own thing like and it's and it's something that i learned that i want to pass on like i Bitworks was my thing and i was like you know if you create something it's your baby and you kind of don't want to let go um yeah but bitwords wouldn't have been what it is what it's becoming now if i hadn't let go like open up a little bit about it and let more people in because now we like everyone loves it and it's our baby. So open up, like open up to, to friends or to people that you, that you feel like you can work with and, and build something together because it takes a village and it's a lot. It's just more fun with other people working together.
0: All right, guys, that's it for this week's episode. I really hope you enjoyed our conversation and you leave this podcast episode feeling just inspired and ready to face the world. I feel like it's hard to have a conversation with Ren and not feel that way. He just gives off, I said it before, he just gives off such a positive vibe and I love it. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes and I'll see you guys in the next one. Bye!